Hey, this is John Legadakis, and I want to thank you for joining me on this podcast. This podcast is a live recording of a conference call that I do each week with other internet marketers where we talk about how we can market our products and services better, get more traffic, and make more sales. I hope you get a lot out of today's recording. Hello and welcome to the podcast. It's great to have you here. I'm to, here today with a special guest, Corinna Essa. Welcome, Corinna, and thank you for joining us. Thanks for having me. So let me tell you a bit about Corinna. She's I'm known internationally as the go-to person when it comes to social media marketing. She was raised in Greece and at the age of 17, left to London to study television production, but after being made redundant five times by the time she, she only reached her mid-20s, Corinna decided enough was enough and began her journey online, quickly discovering a few powerful strategies that would allow her to leverage the power of social media and the internet. Corinna started using Twitter to market products, and within just three weeks, she had reached her full-time income, working only two hours a day. Corinna now owns a social media marketing company, helping businesses around the world leverage the power of social media without doing any of the legwork. She shares her groundbreaking strategies to people around the world and has helped thousands of individuals and businesses from Australia, UK, New Zealand, Switzerland, Cyprus, and other places get consistent returns from their social media marketing efforts. All right, now, Karina, to get us started, uh, tell us a bit about, if you don't mind, tell us a bit about your growing up in Greece and where you're from, your family, and so forth. Well, I was born and, and raised in Greece, and uh, um, my my father was a journalist, and I was always attracted by the the media industry. And so, I, at fourteen, I knew exactly what I wanted to do with my life. I had decided that I was going to become this television producer, successful television producer, and no matter what people said, or or no matter what happened, that's what I was going to be doing so it was very very clear and and so I I went to London when I finished school I went to London to study television production and um, I worked hard there and uh, I did a few odd jobs to pay for my tuition fees including selling popcorn at a cinema I did that for a while and I got fired from that job and then um, I um, I did telesales and, and in a year I made one sale which was very unfortunate so that didn't work out as so I was doing all these odd jobs I was a waitress as well um, but that didn't work out they used to call me dropsy uh, because I used to drop trays on customers that's how uh, uh, just untalented I guess if there's such a thing I was um, and, and so I did these odd jobs and and then to get a foot in the industry in the media industry I, I worked for free for different companies and um, I finally got a job as an assistant television producer I I was lucky enough to work in France and um, as an assistant television producer in, in Greece and the UK. So I've been very lucky in that sense. But unfortunately, the, the media industry is um, it's quite tricky because it's a hard industry to get in. But then you always have short-term contracts unless you're really famous in the industry. You get short-term contracts. So you're, you're more unemployed than you are employed and that was really my experience of working in television so mm. um so right. when i lost my job for the fifth time during the gfc the, the, the biggest financial crisis i i knew there was no way i was going to find another job every other company was downsizing so 
what I did when I lost my job for the fifth time when I was 25 is I called my brother and I asked him for help because he's a very successful internet marketer. In fact, he's written a New York Times bestselling book, the, the book, The Laptop Millionaire. And, um, and so he was my only hope. I called him up and I said, you know, can you help me? What should I do now? I don't have a job. I need to do something. And so he invited me to come to one of his seminars in the UK. So he used to run the some of the biggest internet marketing seminars in the UK. Mm. He had queues and queues of people lining up to attend his seminars. It was, um, they, they were just huge and I had never attended one. I knew of them. He had talked to me about what he was doing in the UK, but I had never actually attended one. And so when I lost my job, he said, come over to the UK and, and just learn from the speakers I put put on at these seminars. And, and that's what I did. Uh, and I learned internet marketing there and I, I learned social media marketing. Mm. Yeah. And, and so I, and I've heard of your brother before, um, uh, Steve. Steve, no, Stephen, no. Stephen is my husband. Mark Anastasi oh, okay. is my brother. It's very confusing okay. because all we all right, work sorry. in the industry. It's funny because I, I have a sister too and she also works in the industry. So we're, all the three of us and my husband are internet marketers. So we're all one okay. big family. Okay. And I, ha- I have heard of Mark too. Uh, yes. Like I've been around since 2007 doing stuff online and I'm pretty sure Mark's been around for as long as th- that may- and obviously and most probably longer than that. So yes. I definitely have seen him around. A very well-known prominent internet marketer as you, as you said. Yes. So but you you got some so you you got you learned some stuff and you got started and you as we mentioned in the beginning you got some really impressive results and that's that's really amazing to create a full-time income with Twitter only after three weeks mm-hmm. and so few hours a day. So do you want to tell us a bit about how you were able to accomplish that? Yes. Yeah, so when I went to that seminar, a few people were sharing different strategies. And the strategy that appealed to me was affiliate marketing on Twitter. And affiliate marketing, basically, for the listeners listening who might not be familiar with that concept, is when you sell other people's products for a commission. And so that strategy appealed to me because at the time, I mean, I had no money. There was no way I could um, even put together a website. I had no money, no idea on how to put a product together no selling skills either so i knew absolutely nothing all i knew was you know how to uh, how to produce television commercials that's what i knew how mm. to do and and none of that these skills applied to internet marketing and so i thought that affiliate marketing on twitter would be easy for me because it didn't require me to have a website it didn't require me to have my own product and um also it didn't require me to have any money because Twitter was free to join and I could become affiliates of an affiliate of thousands of products for free because there's networks now like clickbank.com that lists thousands of products uh, for you to become an affiliate of for free. So mm. for me, it just was just perfect. It just the right fit for me and so I I decided to implement the strategy but I went full on like I didn't just open one Twitter account and and uh, pick one affiliate product I went full on I created hundreds of Twitter accounts in fact I used a software which no longer exists as far as I know no longer exists called tweet attacks and tweet attacks would basically manage uh, it was a software that just automated the whole following and following process so I was right. literally getting thousands of new Twitter followers across all my 
Twitter accounts every single day because all I needed to do was to launch the software in the morning, close it down in the evening, and I had gained thousands of Twitter followers. So in a month using that software, uh, I, I had 100,000 Twitter followers. So I had leverage there. Um, I had leverage in terms of time because I didn't need to do anything manually. I had the software. Mm -hmm. And I had leverage because now I had an audience. I had 100,000 people I could market things to. And then I didn't just pick one product. A lot of people, you know, when they're given a strategy, they just go small. And because the internet is a numbers game, you have to go like full on, like having one Twitter account and one product won't make you rich, period. And yeah. so I um, I just went crazy. I just, I mean, it's spam now. I call it spam now what I did. By the time <laughs> I, didn't even, I didn't even know I was spamming my Twitter right. account. I was just, buy this now. Buy this. I was promoting all these different accounts, uh, all these different products across all these different accounts. And um, and I, I started seeing a pattern. I started seeing that, ah, oh, interesting. Um, during this time of the day, more people buy. And so I started pre posting tweets more when people were mm. buying and right. also I, I also saw another pattern which was some products were selling some products weren't so I kept yeah. on posting the ones that were selling so because I had volume I could see a trend emerge and I, I could just eliminate what wasn't working so I kept on doing what was working and I think that was the key really to my success I did things in volume and also I, I was tracking I was tracking what was working what wasn't and just doing what what was working so I could eliminate a lot of wasted time yeah. so that's really how how it all happened i mean within three weeks i was making 700 dollars a week which was like three times what i was earning in television to be honest so mm. it, it was it was pretty fantastic but i i did i did work hard to learn the strategy and to actually execute the strategy yeah yeah definitely it, it reminds me of exactly what i went through uh when i first started out online i'm i did affiliate marketing. I didn't have my own products. I was promoting ClickBank products, just like you mentioned. And the strategy that this is, I started back in 2007. And what happened, I read an ebook where someone mentioned how you can basically set up Google AdWords ads. Mm -hmm. And uh, I did exactly the same thing. I, I didn't promote one or two products. I, was, I ended up promoting over 400 products at one time. <laughs> on ClickBank and basically what I did was I, I, I selected all the products that had the highest gravity meaning the products that were being sold the most by other affiliates they were high converting offers they weren't just any offers I picked the best offers all of them and I created Google AdWords campaigns for all of them and what I did to that was a bit different maybe from everyone else and maybe maybe successful was that I, I didn't choose keywords that were very generic for example if I was promoting a six-pack abs ebook on how to get great six-pack six pack abs fast i didn't choose keywords in google adwords like six-pack abs or uh, something like that generic uh, i i actually targeted the product name for the the, the product's name because hmm, again these, these were popular products so if the product was called for example steve harper's six-pack six-pack abs program let's say that was it i'm just pulling name of the, the most probably doesn't exist but anyway i would actually target steve harper's six-pack abs keywords like that so i wasn't getting a lot of uh, hits per day on my keywords but when people did search for it my ad would appear it was highly targeted they would click it 
I might pay more money, but they would turn into like the sales conversion was very high. And because they had a lot of products I was selling, I was making a lot of sales across those 400. Even if I made, you know, even if only one in every 10 made a sale for the day, it's still a lot of sales every single day. So, so I, I did the same thing, but, but just as you mentioned too, it didn't last that long because the rules changed. Mm-hmm. So, for example, for me, ClickBank stopped allowing affiliates to advertise ClickBank products. So you couldn't advertise ClickBank affiliate URLs anymore on Google AdWords after 2009. So I only had, did it for about a couple of years. So, and for you, I'm guessing, Corinna, it changed as well. Like maybe that you couldn't use the software anymore, or you weren't. Yeah, exactly like, that. Like uh, it was great. I mean, it was great at first, but then what happened is that the software got banned from Twitter because it was breaching all the rules. I mean, Twitter mm-hmm. hates automation tools. I absolutely hates bots and anything that has to do with automation. Yeah. And so it banned it. But luckily enough, I still had the asset I had built. I still had 100,000 Twitter followers that, that I could leverage. So what I did is I instead of selling affiliate products, what I did is... I became a bit smarter with my marketing. I built a mailing list. So I started promoting free offers. So I put together seven different free reports. So I put a free report on how to monetize Fiverr.com, then another report on how to monetize ClickBank, et cetera, et cetera. And I put together these free reports, and people would have to submit their name and email in exchange to getting these free reports. Mm-hmm. So I built a, a mailing list of 3,000 people in six weeks, which was really good. And so and then I then marketed to my mailing list by email, yeah. and I what I did um, what I I was I was lucky enough I was given uh, my now husband's course. So my brother gave me his course, uh, saying, "Look, study this guy's um, webinar course um, and and put together a webinar." And so I hadn't I hadn't met him uh, yet at that stage. So I studied his course. Little did I know that he, you know, six months later he would be my husband. But uh, <laughs> I, I studied his course and I put together a webinar. My webinar was titled "How to Make Seven Hundred Dollars a Week Thanks to Twitter." And at yep. the end of the webinar, I was selling a home study course, um, a home study course for nine hundred ninety-seven dollars, where people would learn how to basically build a big following on, on Twitter, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And I promoted that to my list. I made sixteen sales, so that was sixteen thousand dollars in sales. Yeah, awesome. And, and the replay generated another three sales. So in total, I made nineteen thousand dollars from that webinar, and um, and so there was you know selling my own product to my own list for a year. And I was invited to speak at conferences. I was invited to speak at the World Internet Summit about that. I was invited to speak at the Millionaire Bootcamp for Women, um, and and different other conferences. So um, so that really basically launched me having a webinar on my own product and my own list really launched me as an expert in that industry and then the the people who didn't who weren't buying my course uh, some of them would ask me if I had a done for you service so I it gave me the idea of, of creating a done a done for you service where um, I would basically help people build their own following on Twitter and build their list on Twitter. So I, I did that. And it very quickly became oversubscribed. All of a sudden, I had more people than I could help. And so I, I started 
hiring staff and and then that company grew and we added services we started adding facebook uh, marketing done for you and then pinterest marketing for you and um instagram marketing done for you and all of a sudden i had a, a social media marketing agency and and that's how it all began fantastic and and so it's changed a lot over the years and i'm guessing today Karina, social media is still profitable for businesses, obviously, because you're in business and you're doing really well. Mm-hmm. Uh, so is that a question for me? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <it>? definitely. <laughs> I mean, is or how profitable can social media be for businesses? Oh, man, I've, I've tried... I've tried everything on social media and things change all the time. So, you know, something that I say now, now might not work later. But what... What makes social media so powerful is its advertising platform. I believe that Twitter ads, Facebook ads, LinkedIn ads, Instagram ads are just much more powerful and more cost-effective than Google AdWords. In fact, I always tell people I think that social media paid advertising will just become bigger than Google AdWords, in my opinion, just from what I'm seeing. For many reasons, first of all, the targeting options, I mean, you can literally target people like so specifically like I can target someone who's who just got married but doesn't have children like uh, or who just got married and lives locally I mean the amount of targeting how specific you can be with your targeting allows you to have less leakage in your spend because you know before if you wanted to spend something there was a lot of leakage because you would just spray and pray you would just market to everyone hoping that you know something would stick Mm -hmm. but now you can you really perform guerrilla marketing with on a shoestring budget and be much more effective because you are targeting the right people so that that just means that you can have literally hundreds of leads for like a dollar, like like for nothing, and and there's so many, there's so many tools right now. There's a software now that allows you to capture people's names and emails with Facebook ads with one click, like a one click opt in, so people don't have to manually submit their name and email. So you can literally build a list overnight of, of really targeted people. So mm. it's it's very effective. If you're using paid advertising, it's a bit less effective if you're using organic reach on, on social media just because there's a lot of noise on social media and to do anything organically takes a lot of time, which people don't usually have time to devote to. So organically, I think it's, it's not working as well as it used to. I was lucky enough I was doing everything organically through software. I never had to pay for any advertising, but I don't think that now I'd be able to do what I did in, back in 2011 just because organic reach now with the number of people there sharing their messages and, and all the noise that's on social media it's, it can be really tricky mm. but it, it is very very profitable very effective if you know how to master paid advertising on social media yeah definitely I, I totally agree and and that's something where I've, I've definitely been focusing a lot of my time now is understanding uh, like I've been, I've been especially with Facebook ads, looking at all the resources they have for their paid ads because there's so many different ways that you can get ex- paid exposure for your business on Google. Uh, sorry, on on Facebook ads. It's not just the desktop ads or the mobile ads and the side and the the sidebar ads. You've got the lead one that you just mentioned there, where basically uh, people just have to it, Facebook pre fills their name and email. They just have to click uh, submit 
and that's it. And you get a lead much easier that way. And it's verified too. The information, you know, it's a real name and email. It's not just a fake one someone's put in because they want to get the free stuff. So, um, but there's also ways you can get them to like specific your page if you want to, if you, if you want to pay for that. And, uh, there's a built-in tracking as well, conversion tracking. So you've got all that working for you. You can do retargeting. There's just so much you can do with Facebook ads. And, when someone comes to you, Corinne, and they, they say, hey, look, I want to get more exposure for myself for my business with social media. Is there, and, and let's say they're just getting started, they just want to get their feet wet and they don't want to go all out. Mm-hmm. Is there one specific platform you feel is the best place to get started or do you go for all of them, a little exposure on all of them? No, I usually tell people to to choose their social networks very carefully because it's not all social networks are for everyone. Um, you have to know your audience and see where your audience hangs out. So, for example, Pinterest. Pinterest is mainly f- uh, f- for women, usually women, and um, who are usually into arts and crafts and 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 like things related to that. Uh, so, like home interior design and and cooking and. Uh, creating things by hand and things like that. So, you know, if, if your audience is predominantly male and the corporate people, then Pinterest, there, there wouldn't be a reason why you would be on Pinterest unless you just wanted to build brand awareness. But you, you can still build uh, outstanding brand awareness on other social networks that are more aligned with your target audience anyway. So I'd say, I'd say to the first thing I ask people is, well, Who's your target market and what are you trying to sell? And so based on that, I usually judge based on the demographics on your social network, which social network this should join. So, for example, if you're after your your B2B company and you're after decision makers, then LinkedIn would probably be your best bet. If um, you're targeting a, a younger audience, let's say, you know, teens and in people in their early 20s, then I'd say Instagram because just Instagram, that's where they hang out. So it 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 really depends on the business's target market. Uh, mm. That's what I would tell them. Yeah, definitely. That's that's very good advice. And with your return on investment, with your paid advertising with social media, is it consistent? Do you find? Pretty much, because we we know our numbers. So when you know our numbers, you you, you know how much a customer is worth to you. Uh, you know, in the long run, and uh, so you know how much you can afford to spend in order to acquire that customer, and you know how to reduce your cost per lead. So when you know your numbers, yes, absolutely. So, um, so you know, for example, with with Facebook advertising, when we're building our list, we we know that we can spend up up to ninety nine dollars, let's say, because a customer of of us is worth a hundred dollars in the long run. So. When you know your numbers, absolutely. The, the the tricky part, and I think where, where people fail, is they don't ma- micromanage it. Uh, you have to, unfortunately, micromanage your your, ad, your paid advertising or else it can be such a big money waster. You can hemorrhage money uh, when you do paid advertising. And you'd probably know this more than I would because you've, you've experienced Google AdWords. So hemorrhaging money mm. is very, very easy when you start paying for advertising. So you know you're you know your numbers, know how much a customer is worth to you over a period of a year, so you know how much you can afford to spend to get that customer. I think that's really key. And you can't lose when you know your numbers um, and you've mastered the, the, the advertising platform that you have. There's no way you can, you can lose. Yeah, definitely. Now, I know a lot of people like to use Google AdWords when they, when they go into business, when they want to promote their business, because 
uh, everyone's familiar with Google AdWords. You know, we just know, usually when people think of paid advertising for their business online, they think Google AdWords. As you mentioned before, the costs, though, can be extremely prohibitive with Google AdWords, especially depending on how much competition there is in, in the niche and the keywords you're targeting. Uh, but I, I think a lot of people like Google AdWords. One of the reasons is because of the reach, you know, because everyone's on Google. It's yeah. the most used website in the world, Facebook coming second. Mm-hmm. But with with social media at paid advertising, you can still get a, a big reach. Is that correct? Oh, absolutely, absolutely. I mean, you choose you you choose your reach. You can you can go as specific as you want. I mean, there's one for one point four billion users on Facebook. So, I mean, you, you can reach them all if, if you wanted to. Um, but it's, it's, it's not about that. I, social media paid advertising is more about being more specific with your with your audience. So, it's not so much of a, a numbers game as much as Google AdWords is. What do you find when you start working with businesses, Karina, that, and let's say they've already been tried social media marketing, mm-hmm. What do you find is the biggest mistakes that they're making that you help correct? Well, um, there are a few mistakes. First of all, they they treat the social network like a a direct marketing platform. So, and and it's not. So, you know, they, they use the same language as they would when they're doing direct response marketing, buy this now, grab this now, get this here before it's too late, etc., etc. And that doesn't re- work on social media because people don't go on social networks to buy anything. They don't have a credit card in their pocket thinking, what am I going to buy today? It's not like when they go onto eBay or Amazon where that's the only thing they're going to do. A customer who lands on, on, on Amazon or on eBay, you know, everything happens in, in, a, in a linear way. I see it, I buy it. Whereas when people are on social networks, they go there for many different reasons, for um, networking reasons, for, for socializing reasons, for browsing purposes to kill time. And so you're by by trying to sell them things, you're interfering with what they're using the social network for. So you have to be really careful how you market. If you market in a direct response way, it just does not work, has never worked before. And when it does work, it doesn't work for a long time because you very, you know, you get labeled as a spammer very quickly. So I think that's the biggest mistake, confusing it with a, like a direct response marketing platform. That's the one mistake. The second mistake is, is lack of skill. So, People are not skillful enough, don't have enough enough expertise on social networks. And the, and the third mistake is they they don't spend enough time because social media requires two things. It requires skill. You have to know your way around social networks. But it also requires time because it, it is a marketing platform that sucks a lot of time from you. So uh, when you don't have skill and you don't have time, then it, it doesn't work. That would be another mistake. You have to know that when you commit to marketing yourself on social networks, you have to commit time. Either you hire someone who's going to commit time to it or you commit time yourself. But time needs to be committed, absolutely. And also when people outsource social media, they just outsource it to the wrong people. They think that social media marketing is just a question of posting things. So they'll hire, they'll get their son or their daughter or their niece to just post on their behalf. And you, they think they're being smart because they're saving time. They get someone who knows how to post or they post. But that's actually not real social media marketing. Posting something on, on social media, anyone can do that. Anyone, qualified, unqualified, anyone can do that. 
quasi social media marketing is knowing the metrics measuring everything optimizing everything so knowing how to decipher really the the metrics the the analytics knowing okay well if i got so many clicks from that country at that specific time for that specific link then how can i multiply this by 10 so basically knowing how how to translate into uh, translate translate the data into better results so that's really key social media marketing and and posting is only like 10% of what social media marketing is about and i think that's one of the biggest mistakes i see people think you know they're smart because they've outsourced to to someone the social media marketing but they're getting zero results mm-hmm. and and that's really one of one of the biggest mistakes and lastly another mistake that i see all the time happening is people don't customize their accounts they just put the bare minimum they don't customize them they put a below average profile picture that means nothing to people, a below average banner. They don't customize the tabs, for example, on Facebook. Their about section is, is just a job title. Sometimes if you're lucky, you'll see a job title there in, in the about section. And so really, you don't, you don't stand out from the noise when you, when you do things like that. Another mistake, I'm trying to think of another mistake that, I, that I've seen many times, is not being consistent. So being on social media once and then nothing for months and months so you lose the momentum and and also people find it hard to stand out from the noise on social media because everyone's trying to shout for attention and one way to stop that is by basically creating a movement you have to be part of a movement now in order to really have an impact and really convert people into customers being part of a movement, not just saying, this is what my business does. Are you in or are you out? But saying, you know, this is what we stand for. And, and people are more likely to to buy from a business that stands for something than any other business. I mean, it was the same with Body I mean, body Shop, the, the cosmetic brand. They stood against animal cruelty and testing on animals. Yeah. And they, they, beca- they became huge because... That's what they stood for, and people mm. bought their products because they were aligned with that, um, with that movement, not because the product was better or better marketed to. I could list so many, so many companies that just stood out because they created a movement rather than sold a product. Like uh, Dove, for example, another brand that sells soaps and creams. Uh, Dove, they stand for you know show real women. Stop photoshopping women and shop, yeah. stop showing this ideal woman that no one is. And so in all their me- marketing messages, it's all about showing the real w- woman. And mm. and so people who buy their products, buy them because not because the product is great, but because they, they're aligned with that vision. They're aligned with that movement. So mm. it's the same with social media. There's so much noise out there. Create a movement so that people join the movement rather than your business. It will be much more effective. Yeah, fantastic advice. Thank you, Karina. And one of the things too, I was thinking about where you mentioned how it's important to un- understand the skills of social media marketing. And, and one of the things that I try to do is leverage as well. And I don't know, maybe you, you might not think it's a good idea, um, uh, but maybe because I'm a bit lazy. But So, for example, if I'm posting something on Instagram, I select the option where it says, hey, do you want to put this on your Facebook profile and on your Twitter uh, profile as well? So, and that just saves me a lot of time mm-hmm. um, when I'm doing stuff. And so and it's, it can be those little things too can can triple your efforts when you're doing your social media marketing. Mm-hmm. But yeah, look, there's a lot, of, yeah, a lot of fantastic stuff that you've shared with us. Another question I have for you is 
if you can give our listeners some tips, like if you've got if they've got a business and they want to get more fans or followers for their business, what's some quick and easy tips that you can give them? To build an audience? Mm-hmm. Yes. If you have a marketing budget, I would definitely say uh, definitely say paid advertising. That will just uh, be much quicker. Uh, if you don't, if you want to build an audience organically, then uh, setting up contests. So contests basically incentivize people to to follow you or become a fan of your page, for example. So incentivizing people through co- contests. So let's say you're you're in the um, weight loss niche and you and you you sell um, food supplements, for example. Then you can say you know win five hundred dollars worth of food supplements if if you like our page. And so a lot of people. We like the page because they've been incentivized and then one of them basically wins. And it only mm-hmm. costs you, in order to build that huge audience, only costs you $500 worth of products. Organically as well, um, it's all about the content you publish. So again, create a movement and publish content. So there's three types of content on social networks. It's There's scheduled content, which is, I call it scheduled because it's, it's content that you can publish in advance, schedule in advance, which is basically anything to do with you and your business. So, you know, blog posts, videos, news, etc. about the company. Then there's reactive content, which is basically commenting on industry-related announcements. So, you know, you're in the farming industry and there's a new law about farming and then you comment on that. That's reactive. And then there's responsive, where basically someone's asked a question and you just respond to that is basically responsive. And so making sure that your content on social media is not one-dimensional but is uh, just as equally scheduled, reactive, and responsive, that will make a big difference because you'll be among the 1% of businesses who do that. Most businesses, what they do is they just always publish their own agenda. Here's what we're doing. Here's our blog post. Here's our video. Here's this, mm. etc., etc. And um it, it can really become boring for an audience. You yeah. have to remember, on social networks, people are there to be entertained and, and, yeah. and find out things they wouldn't have found out anywhere else. So you have to be that person who provides that for them, that entertainment, that information that they wouldn't get anywhere else. Mm. I'm totally guilty of that, Corinna. I'm yeah. totally, what you're saying makes sense, and I've heard it before. It's just something I need to basically implement on my, for example, on my Facebook page. Yeah. Uh, I need to be doing more of the reactive sort of stuff where I'm in touch and people realize that I'm in touch and, and commenting on the the issues or the, the big stories related mm-hmm. to my niche. So definitely want to, should be doing that. And I also, what I also tell people to do when I'm talking to clients about their social media is try to make their content more entertaining, as you just said. So make it funny, make it buzzworthy. If it's something controversial, like the U.S. elections, anything regarding that, or even Australian elections right now that are happening, or or just something that's funny. People like photos and videos. You're going to get much more attention to those kind of things rather than text as well. Absolutely. I mean, someone who does their social media really well, I always follow to see if they come up with anything anything new and quirky, uh, is... um, is both Donald Trump, whether you like Donald Trump or not, he's a legend at social media marketing, mm-hmm. and Tony Robbins as well. Right. So um, definitely, uh, you know, you, anyone here on the call can can just check them out and see how they do it because they've really understood what social media is about, and the, and they do things so well. Like I mean, 
Tony Robbins, he, he markets himself, but in a way that is, is, you don't even think he's marketing himself. He's just storytelling, really. Hmm. And, um, and that's what social media is about. It's not about selling people directly, but, but seducing them through your stories and, and through the conversations you have. So, yes, yeah. definitely Donald Trump and Tony Robbins are definitely among the top people there to follow when it comes to learning social media. Look, uh, and I don't want to take up too much of your time, Karina, because I really appreciate everything you shared with us, and I'm, I'm sure you're really busy. So, But one more question I have for you about social media in regards to business. And let's say someone is in the position you were in, Karina, back in 2011. Uh, 2011. <laughs> okay, when you started out, 2011. So let's say they're in your position where they don't have a business. They're just starting out, but they want to use social media to make money. Can they still do it today? Absolutely. I mean, like anything, find your target market. So build an audience around your target market. So let's say you want your target market to be people interested in, um, I don't know, uh, in weight loss. I'm just making it up now. Mm-hmm. Women interested in weight loss. And the, and build a list of, of women interested in, in weight loss and just start marketing to them. And you, you can build an audience and build a list pretty much on a shoestring budget. So I would, I would definitely tell people starting out exactly like I did, exactly like I did. I had nothing. I built a list and I started marketing other people's products. Hmm. So that's, that's still possible. It's just that, you know, instead of having software, now you have paid advertising. And they can still promote ClickBank products or JVZoo products. Yes, I mean, the, the sky's the limit where they can promote. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, and they can even um, sorry to interrupt you. They can even if they have a big audience, they can even get paid to tweet or, or paid to post. Um, th- there's uh, companies out there like sponsoredtweets.com or paidperpost.com, where they connect advertisers with social media users, and advertisers pay social media users an upfront fee to endorse their products on social media, and you get paid regardless of whether the advertiser has produced sales from, from your endorsement or not. So there's so many ways to monetize. You're busy now, Karina. You're helping businesses to leverage social media through paid advertising, through organic activities on social media to get exposure, build a following, make sales, make more sales for their business. Can you share with us, is there any client stories, success stories you'd like to share with us? Oh, I've, I've got plenty. I wouldn't know where to start from. I think, I think the... The one that was my earliest success story was when I helped an author who had been basically uh, writing so many books but could never could never get any publishing deals. Mm-hmm. And we helped her build her following on social networks. And when we reached a certain level of followers, Wiley and Sons, the publishing company, uh, agreed to, to publish her book. So that was just uh, fantastic. So that's one story for an author. We helped her build a big audience. We've helped someone built a list of 46,000 people in just three months. So that was someone else from the UK. We've helped people increase their traffic by 400%. So many people, yeah. For for anyone that wants to uh, get to know a bit more about what Karina does or work with Karina, the website to go to is socialmediaworldwide.com. Go there and, and I've had a look at the site and there's some great plans there. And you can also contact Karina and talk about your specific situation, I'm sure. Karina, before we end today, is there any final thoughts you wanted to share with our listeners? 
if they're looking for more resources and more training on social media marketing, on my website, there's a blog section. So if you go to socialmediaworldwide.com and click on the blog tab, uh, there's so many resources there. Step by step, we'll take you through the whole process of starting to monetize social networks. So a great resource there for, for listeners who just want to improve their social media marketing skills. Great. Thank you again so much, Karina. I uh, really appreciate you sharing your expertise and, and spending the time with us today. Social media is massive. And as, as you said, close to the beginning of the interview, that you felt that it would overtake Google itself. And, and that wouldn't surprise me at all. It is The trend is definitely going that way. So it's so important for anyone in business to understand and be, and be using social media for building their business. So again, thank you, Karina. And thank you, everyone, for listening. Bye for now. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast. I hope you got a lot out of it. As a way of saying thank you for being a loyal listener, I've got a very special gift for you, an exclusive report where I reveal all the tools and services I use every day in my online businesses, including the sites I use to get targeted traffic at literally pennies per click. It's ready for you to download right now. To get free immediate access to my online business resource report, head on over to johnslikes.com forward slash podcast. This is John Lagadaka signing off. I'll see you all next time.